0: to this episode of Joy's World the motherfucking podcast. Now today guys I have I mean I say I have a special guest all the time but this one for me is the guest of all guests okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to introduce her but I'll try. She is one third of my absolute favorite podcast. She's an author, she's a presenter, she's an all-round bad bitch And she will always be Garner's finest to me, but for Mm -hmm. now we just call her Audrey. Please welcome to my world, Audrey Indome.
1: Hey, that introduction was sick. Like I need to start referring to myself as an author and presenter because I never do. I need to put that in my bio. So thanks for that.
0: (laughs) And you definitely are. You
1: definitely
0: (laughs) are. Like I've been seeing, you've been doing loads of presenting. Mm. loads and loads um Audrey my first question to everyone is always the same and I want an honest answer because I actually do care Mm -hmm. how are you feeling today
1: do you know what I'm good like I've been like a little bit discombobulated today because my, my morning was like thrown off and I'm usually such an organized person and I'd love to like structure my day so when I get thrown off it kind of leaves me a little bit a little bit discombobulated but I'm back on track and all good yeah so I'm genuinely like okay now
0: good good we like we like that I told you just before we started recording that I was trying to get tickets for end and I couldn't yeah. so other than that my day's going well but that yeah. really get me and I tried even like Birmingham Manchester I was like oh, I'll wow. go anywhere. where are we going but yeah I might just
1: walk up gone, gone. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly just pull up and see what happens see what
0: happens don't let me in, I'll just start crying or something. <laughs> um, Audrey, I feel like I couldn't have you on my podcast and I don't feel like there's any other way of starting than to ask you for one of your legendary jokes. So if you, you can, can think it, bless all. us with a
1: joke. Okay. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Boo. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. Why are you crying? It's just a joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And so people listening, right, I just need you to understand that Audrey included her jokes even in their book, the receipts, the receipts. And I, when I heard that, I was like, wow, wow, you yeah. are really about this life. I feel like you should write your own book of jokes
1: do you know what, I want to do something to do with jokes, like, I haven't quite figured it out exactly what I want to do, whether it's a joke book, whether it's, like, a night of telling dad jokes or something, but I want to do something with it, like, for sure, because it's just wasted talent, let's be honest. <laughs> well,
0: the duck one will never, it will never be old, never, never. Ever
1: be old. It's classic. I mean, it's legendary. What can I say? <laughs> it, it really is.
0: Now, Audrey, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. Now, I'm not being a beg, right? Mm. But in this situation, I'm going to be a beg, okay? Mm. Because I feel like so. I am, I am new to the wig game, okay? Okay. okay. And if there's one person that I looked up to, right? It was you, because your wigs were always slate. You was just okay. Thank you. you. Know what you're doing? Audrey, I need a friend. I need someone to go wig shopping with. I need someone to help me do. I need the, but you know, like the baby hairs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I need some advice, Audrey, and I feel like you
1: are the woman that can give it to me. Well, first of all, thank you very much. I do take a lot of pride in my wigs, like. I'm a wiggy I have been for a few years now and yeah do you know what I get asked this a lot it's probably one of like the number one things I get asked the most about where do you get your wigs from how you do your wigs blah 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 mm-hmm. how do you get them to look so natural and all the rest of it and mm-hmm. I will say this like do you know what maybe I will do something like that as well like a wall I don't know some sort of tutorial or I don't know there's something we can do with wigs something we can do with jokes it's still all yet to be decided but um for me there's there's two things to my wigs so if I so basically I have quite a few so that's one so I tend to rotate Mm -hmm. um and number two the secret is to just keep them looking as flat as possible I think the flatter they are the more natural they tend to look and I also only wear yakki wigs so the texture is a little bit more coarser and that just I don't know I think it just makes me feel better about always having like wigs on if I can at least get a texture that's Somewhat similar to my hair, like my hair if it's straightened or whatever. So that's my other um, stipulation. I always have yakky wigs, and Love yeah, that's it. About it really, yeah. And I mean, just keep keep it flat, keep it sleek, wash them regularly, and also don't do too much. Like I tend to not glue my wigs down as well. A lot of people don't know that I actually don't ever glue them down. I think it's um, I don't think glue is good for hair. So I get all my wigs made glueless. They've all got a band, and I put it on and I go about my day so it's not as it's not as complicated as it may seem
0: i'm so glad you mentioned that actually i always buy yakki wigs i love mm-hmm. them obviously this one i've got today is curly and can i just say me and curly wigs are not friends because it's too much like you have to it's, it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's
1: not like an
0: everyday wig it's got to be like it's going to be an occasion wig. oh well, 100
1: not... that's the same with my curly wig like i've got to really be in the mood because mm-hmm. it's all the you know you've got to put in all the products and all of this and it does get frizzy and it gets caught on things so yeah curly wigs are special occasions or like when I'm fully fully in the mood like 100% yeah
0: it's just too
1: much yeah. and in
0: more products in it as well like you have to then wash it more and mm-hmm. yeah I don't know me and curly wigs are not really
1: friends right now but but I yeah. do like this wig on you it looks great
0: thank you people saying like it suits me more than the like I had a black straight yakky one mm-hmm. um, and I like that one at first but I, I like I think it's nice to switch it up but It's so hard because you're like, oh, you want a different style, and then you're like, I'd have to buy a new wig. That's a lot of money. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And
0: now you buy wigs on TikTok. Just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, I've I've been buying wigs on
1: TikTok. No way. That's incredible. I need to check that out. Actually. Yeah, this one is from TikTok. Really? Yeah. That is really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's mad. Like you can really get addicted to buying wigs. Honestly, but
1: i mean i'm I'm there i'm addicted trust me i'm i'm addicted definitely
0: (laughs) audrey let's talk about keep the receipts the Mm -hmm. book um i listened to the book on audible and to be honest i'm not gonna lie i was a bit of a blabbering mess the whole time really i was like why am i i'm just like why am i quiet because i think what it is is like for people like me who've listened to the podcast for so long Mm. um, here in the book I feel like all of you kind of opened up even more we learned new things about you yeah. and I feel like just this sense of like pride I'm like I felt like your mum I was like what's going on here like and it was just I don't know it was just it's an amazing book like everyone yeah. if they haven't already buy the book but it was just it was incredible and I don't really read a lot of books I don't really like reading I prefer listening to podcasts but that book it was just It was almost like an extension of the podcast, but even deeper. And I could tell how much it meant to all three of you. Um, talk to me about that, the process of the book. How did how did you feel when it was out? What did your friends and family think? Because you included everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. First of all, thank you. That's really um I love getting compliments about the book because it's such a new space for us. And so, you know, the fact that people resonated with it and people gravitated towards it outside of like you know the traditional platform of us podcasting like it really does mean a lot to people. We really scared but yeah the whole process was really cool like we got to I mean it's it's crazy because the whole process was actually really long like the conversations about a book came to us maybe 2018 like maybe even before that actually 2017 2018 and we were just kind of like a book like who would want to read a book from us kind of thing you know um And, um, but yeah, there was a lot of interest. There was a bit of a bidding war going on. And then eventually the people that we ended up um, signing the deal with, Headline, they just got the, they had the perfect concept for the book because we didn't really know, like, what does a book with three authors look like? Like how how do we present this? That like we had these ideas about writing um like a novel when all kinds of ideas were floating about. So when Headline came to us with this and I'll shout out our, Katie, um, our editor, Katie, she's amazing. The concepts just made so much sense. But yeah, so we wrote it during lockdown and that the writing process was hard because like you were saying, you know, with the podcast, we give so much and like I've, I feel like I've shared every single possible thing there is to share about my life on the Mm -hmm. podcast and in the book, we really didn't want to repeat stories too much. We wanted to give fresh content and -hmm. just kind of talk about things through a different lens. So that was hard for me. Like, what is there to say that hasn't already been said? Like, how am I doing this? And also I just feel like with a book, I don't know there's something really prestigious about a book so I didn't want to be as crass as I have been on the podcast on the podcast we just talk it is what it is that comes out weekly so you know you can you can self-correct with when when you say crazy things but with a book it's very permanent it's in print and so for me I was really conscious about like how am I presenting because I want you know my grandchildren and great-grandchildren to be able to read this and for it to be kind of like evergreen and like my story told in a different way to how I speak on the podcast so that was that was probably the hardest part but at the same time it was very therapeutic as well um and like I said we were in lockdown so it was good because it gave me something to do during lockdown um and I really got into my author bag like I would literally just like go sit in the corner give myself a couple of hours and like dig deep and try and write to the best of my ability. And it's so interesting because I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a writer. That's what I went to uni. I mean, I went to uni instead of media studies, then I did a journalism course after, and I really wanted to be a journalist and I never made it as a journalist. I just couldn't get a job. So it's Mm -hmm. so weird now, kind of like skipping all these stages in the writing world and going straight into having my own book because Mm -hmm. someone that wanted to write as a career, but it didn't pan out for me. And I talk about it openly in the book and I talk about it openly. Um, about failing at something that I wanted to do, because I think it's important to show your L's. Um, yeah, so that felt a bit surreal as well. But honestly, the response has been amazing. Like, you know, our supporters and our listeners and stuff like that, they get behind everything we do. And they're real with us, they're honest with us. And, you know, I'm glad that people enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely enjoyed it. and And I think when I was listening to it, I was kind of thinking, like, I just want my daughter to listen to this when she gets Mm. older, like I feel like it's going to be a really good tool because as you said like podcast is great and yes we you know people can listen back to that in years time but I feel like a book is just it's just different you know and I think yeah as you say like different generations will definitely be able to appreciate the book. I feel like one thing that kind of sets the receipts apart for me and that's when I first like fell in love with you guys years ago was I really liked like the dynamic between you I only mm. ever listened to it when there was three of you I, I never I didn't really listen to it when it was when there was the four of you mm. but between the three of you like I just feel like I love how I love what Milena brings I love what Tolly brings and what you bring but I just feel like together it just works mm-hmm. and I feel like being just like a young black girl growing up, like you and Tolly especially, like speak about like what it's like with your parents, with your family. it stuff that we can actually relate to, mm. and I feel like that is like it's just amazing to hear. But for you, what is it like working with two other people? Because obviously, I do this podcast on my own. If I don't want to yeah. record, I don't have to. If I do, then yeah. I can but sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got nothing to talk about. How was it, like, with the three of you? Like, is there ever a time where Tully's like, I don't want to record, and then you're like, no, come on, or vice versa? Like, mm-hmm. what is that like, working with other people?
1: Yeah, do you know what? I love working with Tully. Like, literally, they've become sisters to me. They're, they really are a permanent fixture in my life. Like, we didn't know each other before we started doing the podcast. We literally all met on Twitter. And I think it's really nice to see how our relationship has grown. And I think that, like you know um, anyone that has listened from the very beginning right through to now I think it's quite obvious how we transitioned and how our relationships developed and honestly I love it and like especially when we started doing live stuff that's when I really felt so grateful to have a team essentially because I could never in a million years like I know people probably find this hard to believe but I'm I am quite shy sometimes so I would have never ever imagined myself like getting up on a stage and doing a live show in front of people ever in a million years but when we first started doing live shows I'd look to my left and right and I'd have like my sisters there with me and so having that support is so amazing like if one person fumbles and someone else can pick up the slack and whatever and that's kind of how we work in general as well do you know what I mean it's like we're all women we're all busy we all have very different lives we all have a lot of commitments and you know we lean on each other for different things like when it comes to meetings and stuff like that we can't always all three of us make it one person might take the meeting and we feed back so it we really do have like a nice team working dynamic and like you know our relationship is like I said it's more than <clears throat> a working relationship like we're very very close like we know each other's business, our group chat isn't just about business, it's our personal lives as well, and we give each other advice, we all know what's going on in each other's lives actively, like, in real time, and it's really dope, and I think that that contributes to making the podcast what it is, because we're real and we're organic, and, like, we've never shied away from the fact that, like, it's not perfect all the time, like, we argue, we get into it someone might be upset about something we address it we move on like and I think that's why we've been able to work together because we've been doing this for six years now which is quite a long time and I think mm-hmm. part of the reason why we've been able to do it for as long as we have is because we do we do communicate and we do get it, like we get off our chests if anyone's feeling a type of way in time ty- in terms of like I mean I'd say in terms of like if someone's having a bad day and they don't want to do a meeting or something we'll definitely step in but we don't really have that approach of the podcast because we understand exactly what you're saying like the magic of the podcast is the melting pot of all three of us and so we've only ever had two episodes where um Milena wasn't there and one because she had COVID and so she had no choice and two because uh another time she was severely severely ill and other than that we've all always shown up to every single episode we've been doing this for six years and those are the only like times that um all three of us haven't actually been on an episode so and I think we understand that like we're very 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 dedicated and committed to what we do and so Mm -hmm. you know we but but we'll be honest like if we're recording it's not necessarily that someone won't show up but it'll be more like we'll say it and you know we'll just be like yeah I'm in a bad mood today or you know I'm not really feeling up for this or blah 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 but once we get in the studio usually that goes away um Mm -hmm. but when you know we you know there's a lot of compassion there for that sort of thing but honestly working with them I wouldn't have it any other way like that they're like I literally love those two women so so much like and I just really think that it shows in the episodes
0: yeah I think it definitely shows and I think it's so nice as well that you guys didn't even know each other like you met on Twitter like I think Mm -hmm. that is so like it's just different and I think it just shows that you know strangers what is, what is that saying like a straight a friend is no a stranger is a friend you haven't met yet something like that
1: oh okay I'm gonna take that <laughs> saying you know you know me I'm really bad of sayings like you listen to the podcast so you know that we we butcher sayings all the time so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I think I think it's really nice and I, and I can I, I I don't I don't want to ask this question because I don't unless it's a good answer I don't want to know the answer mm. but you've been doing it for six years mm-hmm. we love it Audrey please tell me like it's not going to end anytime soon like I, <laughs> if I wake up one Wednesday and there's no episode I, I will cry like please tell me like you're still on it like you like it's it going to
1: continue another six years? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, God's willing. Do you know, we're really honest about that with each other, like with one another. Like for now, everyone's like all in. We love it. We're still so passionate. There's still so much we want to do. There's still so many stories to tell. Um, and yeah, and that's right now. And I, and I really would like to think that like, you know the day it comes to an end it's like a mutual decision and you know we all just feel like we've we've shared all the stories that we can now it's time to like hand the baton down to the younger generation and all of that stuff but right now in this very moment there's there's no plans for the receipts podcast to come to an end you know like i said we, we love it so much it's how we're living now you know like that's how I pay my bills so I can't I definitely can't afford for the podcast to end right now um so yeah no plans anytime soon and I think like you guys will be a part of the journey and you'll be a part of the conversation when that time does come because we're not delusional enough to believe that people want to hear us talking forever you know um it gets. It, that's just how these things go. Like, we like, do. We do. Really? We do. do you know what? I say that people are like, no, 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 but we actually do. I'll be like, yeah, but you guys don't want to hear me talking when I'm fifty, and that's only like ten years away. And they're like, no, no, we actually that's do. What we do. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? If it if it if it goes on for that long, I will be so happy. Like, so long as we're all passionate and we all want to be here and we all love it here, I'm happy for the podcast to go on for as long as everybody is like fully happy and fully committed you know but for now right now no plans like you know we've got long-term goal, goals that we speak about and we're very much like working towards them so not anytime soon <laughs>
0: Phew, that is <laughs> the <opposite>
1: wanted,
0: <laughs> do you have like a dream guest that you all want on um is there anyone in particular i mean i know who your dream guest would be but unfortunately he's no longer with us
1: oh oh yeah I mean RIP and all of them things yeah
0: Yeah. Um, is there anyone alive and kicking that you
1: would really want to get on yeah do you know what yeah there's who would I who do I really really love like I genuinely would love to have Issa Rae like that would be Mm. a dream come true I'm such a stan for Issa Rae I I just love everything she does as far as I'm concerned um I mean, if there was no limits, then obviously like why wouldn't I want the Queen Beyonce on there? Like, you know. Um, but you know, we really want to get like but like more within our re- within the realms of reality. I mean, I yeah. really, really love <laughs> Ella Rose we want to get her on um I really love like Gemma Collins I find her so fascinating like I love Tiffany Pollard
0: <laughs> the yeah the
1: GC I would love to get Gemma Collins on I love like Tiffany Pollard like, I just find her I just think she that woman doesn't get her flowers for being the mean queen that she is and for giving us like years of like one-liners and content and gifts and memes and just everythingness so I would love to get her on so those are like more closer to home realistic Mm -hmm. guests but yeah yeah, I I mean I would love a Beyonce I would love um Issa Rae like I would Mm -hmm. love Issa Rae
0: I mean everybody loves Beyonce yeah but Mm -hmm. I just feel like I I mean I mean listen if Beyonce's listening yeah I want you on the podcast what I'm saying what I my question is yeah what would you ask her? Because I feel like Beyonce, she ain't going to reveal anything. That's, like, it, that's the thing. I feel like I would want to work with her as in, like, I don't know, do some dancing and
1: singing yeah, with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you.
0: you. I don't know what she would say. I don't I know. Think-
1: I fully, fully hear you on that one. It's like, I would like to, okay, the only way I would want Beyonce, yeah. And I say that like, it's even a possibility. But like, is if she was coming to us to be like, you know what? I want to do a no holds barred interview and I want to give it to you girls. And you can ask me anything. I want to talk about everything and anything. Then yeah, that would be lit. I mean, I would absolutely still have her on, even if there was all these restrictions because it's Beyonce in it. But I hear you because I do feel like there'd be loads of restrictions and there'd be loads of things you can't say and loads of things you can't ask. But mm. I just think by sheer virtue of who she is, that would be a very good look for us if we could make it happen. Very
0: you good. could
1: definitely get Gemma Collins on. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, 100%. I want to work towards that. because I feel
0: like she'll, she'll tell you yeah.
1: everything. Yeah, definitely. I feel like she'd have, have no... Yeah, she wouldn't hold back at all.
0: <laughs> exactly. So Audrey, another thing that I love about the podcast is your receipts mm-hmm. like people and their dilemmas. Now, yep. there's one dilemma in particular that was always stuck out to me. I'll never forget it, right? Yep. And I'll share that with you and then I want you to tell me what yours is. It might be the same, but it was the one where the woman was, I think they went on a destination wedding and uh, she yep. bought her soon-to-be husband being rescued by his mother yes i
1: couldn't believe it what and you know what that dilemma was so crazy i mean we just said i mean i hope you left and she was like yeah there was no wedding and you know often when we talk about that dilemma people ask us if it's real or not i can't vouch for what's real we can only read out what people take the time out to email us i would like to think that no one would be lame enough to like spend time out of their day making up a fake dilemma where you're not going to get any credit for it you're not going to get any notoriety because we don't out anybody it's all anonymous but do you know what I've had a lot of people as well because that dilemma recently resurfaced saying that Mm -hmm. it was very much a real dilemma because a lot of people were at the wedding and can attest to it and we've heard that I've heard that quite a bit so it's very much a real thing um but yeah I mean I, I I couldn't be with anybody that has that kind of attachment to their mum. It's weird as far as I'm concerned. So it would definitely be over. But I'll be fuming though. I'll be fuming if I felt like I met the perfect guy and then he's got this thing, but this one thing is like so massive that you can't ignore it, you know? That is basically
0: so think like, do you ever really know someone? No, I don't went would have been that that dating for how long before they got engaged. You would have thought that you knew this person, and then you find like that is so huge. Like
1: it's crazy. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. But yeah, everyone's got secrets, and so you just ne- you just never know. You never know. It's nuts, though.
0: But do you know what? It's a question now, moving forward. When I start dating, if I start dating, I'm gonna have to ask. Like, oh yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, like, you're gonna have to. Do
0: you, do you still get breastfed by your mum? Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. It's valid. <laughs> I can't believe it. Right. So again, I couldn't have you on without getting you to answer a few dilemmas so I've got oh, two of
1: um, I'm gonna
0: do them in an accent
1: these okay. are
0: not ones I, these were sent in to me okay. okay I need people to understand that allegedly um, <laughs> okay so dilemma number one where is this person from let me just think um they're from up north Audre all right so it says dear Audrey, the guy <laughs> I am dating told me that as a teenager, he used to sniff his mum's knickers while he was masturbating. I don't know what to do. Is this a red flag?
1: Lots of love. Ew, ew and ew. Is this a red flag? Honey, that (laughs) is a neon green, like flashing, like it is, no, that is more than a red flag. That flag is flagging like ma'am ma'am yes that is a red flag that is that is so disgusting like that is wild and you know what I'm not against kink shaming I don't care I don't care especially when it's like leaning towards incest that is foul that is gross that is disgusting and I'm not here for that at all so
0: I feel like that dilemma actually follows on from what we were just talking about about the breastfeeding like it's actually but this is at least these are things that are happening to people like what is what is going
1: on? And why did What's he share on? that? Why are you te- Why are you telling me? Take that to the depths of your grave. Like I don't want to know anything about. Oh, that's foul. Like if ugh, no, because even if it was like an ex girlfriend's knickers or whatever, that's weird but cool. But your mum, your mum. I'm sorry, that's wild. I'm not here for This what I mean. People are doing these things. Who are these people? Like. I think it that- I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit here and condone it because I want to be PC. Weirdos. Weirdos. Okay. I don't condone that. Not, not even a little bit. <coughs> okay.
0: We've got another one. I don't know what accent to do, Audrey. Give me an accent. I'll try.
1: Um,
0: Liverpool? Oh, that's really hard. Liverpool. I can't. All I can say is Liverpool.
1: <laughs> um, okay. I'll give you another one. Can you do Newcastle? No, <laughs> I can't do that either. I say that I can't oh, do that really as well. What about an Irish accent?
0: Oh, top of the morning to you, dear Audrey. Yeah, yeah,
1: do yes, an Irish okay. one. Okay. So it says,
0: "Dear Audrey, <laughs> dear Audrey, my current partner." Current partner, I love that. My current partner keeps asking me. Your accent is sick, though my current partner keeps asking me to take part in water sports he wants me to weigh on him but i don't know if i feel comfortable with that and i'm also worried that he will ask to do the same to me what do i do
1: well what i would suggest is that um no I'm joking. do you know what I don't think that anyone should engage in any sexual activity but they don't want to do so actually any anything that they don't want to do period like doesn't even have to be sexual activity if you don't feel comfortable with it then you should say no and at the end of the day if you're worried that you can't say to no to someone that you're with then you shouldn't be with that person you know like if you're worried that you're you know you declining something or you speaking up about anything is going to result in them throwing their toys out the pram or them not wanting to be with you but it's not the person for you because I believe in open communication in a relationship and if you truly don't want to do it you should not have to do it and he should be okay with that and you just should respect those boundaries so just tell him no don't do it just you don't pee on me I don't I don't pee on you you know everyone just pee in the bathroom like please you know speaking of peeing right
0: I think I heard on the radio a few weeks ago Mm. that I can't remember what percentage of people it was pee in the shower. Now, to you, Audrey, is that acceptable or unacceptable? Like to pee in in the shower? shower,
1: Yeah, definitely. If I'm already in there, I'm not getting out of the shower to go pee. I'm just going to pee in the shower and then I'm going to clean the bath afterwards. I always wash the bath after I use it. It's my house. It's my pee. It's my leg. So I have no issues with that. I have no issues with that whatsoever if you clean your bathroom regularly then there's this I don't see the issue and you should be cleaning your bathroom regularly it, exactly, right?
0: 100%. okay have you ever received um a dilemma from somebody that any of you know obviously you can't like say like you don't say the names on the podcast yeah but have you ever read, like, an email and been like oh my god
1: I know that person. yeah 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 we have and the person actually said I know you know me um mm. but it wasn't someone I knew it was someone totally new so yeah we definitely, juicy one, no? we definitely have pardon was it a juicy um dilemma? yeah it was kind of juicy it was about his relationship and something about I think it was like something to do with like oh I want my girl flirts with other guys in front of me and I want to tell her that I'm not happy about it Some, something along those lines mm-hmm. so it wasn't too salacious but um yeah, yeah yeah we have we have
0: something i wanted to talk to you about and it came up in your most recent um episode as well again was about um the dilemma where the girl i think she's i think they were in ghana and mm. then the friend, like the friend was having an affair with a woman and the friend's the friend's husband called her and the girl outed her basically sort of, yeah her wife is cheating and uh-huh. then someone emailed you guys again and was like why do you think like she's such a bad thing now i was thinking yeah. about this really hard because i was like like what would I do and I do I do agree with you girls like I I wouldn't grasp on my friend right mm. and I do I, I do get the whole thing of like if you don't if you really don't like what she's doing then just stop being friends with her just be like I'm yeah, not involved yeah. don't answer like my like don't an- I wouldn't answer their yeah. call yeah
1: yeah yeah um,
0: and I was speaking to my brother-in-law the other day and I said something to him about like oh you know if you ever cheat on my sister like it's going down, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, all right then." And then, and then he was like, "Oh, what if she cheats on me? You're gonna tell me?" I was
1: like, "No." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. No, my is to her. It's not
0: yeah, to you. exactly. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's just-
0: it's hard. and I, I saw I asked my friend as well Dee shout out to D, and she was like I said to her like if I had a boyfriend and I was cheating like would you tell him She was like no she's yeah. like absolutely not she's
1: like why is he calling me first of all why has he got my exactly. number yeah a hundred percent I can I, I mean I stand ten toes down on that and we got a lot of that like, there was a lot of debate about that because a lot of people because I think we put that video up on TikTok and a lot of people are like, I don't see the issue. Like, why should the friend have to take the heat? And I don't see anything wrong with it. And do you know what? I didn't realise that people, this was like up for debate. Like, I genuinely didn't. But I guess everyone's different and everyone's got a different moral compass. But me personally, if I call you my friend, I'm riding out to the, to the very end. I've got no business going to snitch on you. If I really genuinely disagree with what you're doing, like, like you said, I would drop yeah. you out. Or I just wouldn't say anything. I just wouldn't... I would just be silent and just let it be known that I don't agree with what you're doing. But I think to, like, basically snitch and be like, yeah, well, she's doing this. I think, me personally, it's a no. That's not...
0: What, me. what happens if, yeah, you're friends with the couple? So,
1: like, you're friends with yeah. both of them. Then what do we do here? Then with that one, I'm minding my business. I'm staying out <laughs> of it completely. Honestly, I am, like... My name's Bennett and I ain't in it. Like, literally, I'm not involved... <laughs> I'm not involved I just would stay stum you know I just yeah let people let people figure out their own problems I don't want to be in the middle of some mess and having to go to this person and having like no I don't want anything to do with it that's me okay
0: <laughs> I wanted to ask you a bit about because you mentioned it in the book um, as well about the pressures of podcasting so obviously you've been doing it for six years mm-hmm. and earlier like you have shared a lot about your life um, I remember one time in one episode I think Tully said something about she gives like 40% but she makes us feel like she's given 100% which is true yeah. I feel like all of you I we feel like we know you like I'm sure you mm-hmm. meet people they're like oh yeah you're thinking yeah that yeah. So. yeah but you know like we feel like we know you because we feel like you shared a lot how mm-hmm. do you kind of decide um and, and and how have you decided to kind of like hold back on certain things not talk about certain things and to talk about other things um and has there ever been episodes that you've just had to like delete because I know I have I've had to just like <laughs> yeah. out. um and and now that the podcast has obviously grown so big do you feel like you have to hold back on more things
1: um yes and no I think you know like Tolly said there is a way in which you can you know tell stories and present things to make it seem like you know you're listening and 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 the thing is it's not to even to diminish it because that 40 percent is still who you are it's still very much your story but I do think that like no matter what you do even if you do something like what we do where it's so personal you're, you're still entitled to hold back and you're still entitled to privacy and you're still entitled to not have to share every single nugget of your um of your life Um, So I think it's just about finding a nice, healthy balance, and I think that that's something that we all do really well. And I feel like in the beginning we said like we're 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 not really going to talk about tea that's hot because that's in real time; it's happening now. But we're happy to like spill all the beans on past experiences, and I think that that's really like enlightening and and endearing because ultimately, you know, we're sharing these stories hoping that like younger girls can do better and learn from it and and grow from it. So I think yeah, I just think it's all about balance and like. There's definitely been times where I have felt like I've overshared and then you get, like, a r- responses where people really resonate with it and that always makes me feel good. It's like, okay, I did overshare, but it's actually helping mm-hmm. someone or it's benefiting our listeners. And that's that's what we're here for at the end of the mm-hmm. day. We're just here to just keep it real and keep it authentic. Whilst, but at the same time, like, there is definitely, like, a certain level of, like, um, holding back that you have to do and of yeah. course, people feel like they know you. That just comes with it. You know, so sometimes, especially with what we do, there is a bit of an over-familiarity that comes with it. But we're very understanding to that because we understand what we share. Of course, it's going to make people... People do know you. At the end of the day, these are our real lives. These are our real stories. Like, ultimately, people do know you. And so we always extend a bit of grace for that. Um, and in terms of have we, have we ever had to delete an episode? We haven't, you know we have it. we kind of just put it out there, but at the same time, we know what to give, we know everyone, we all have our own personal boundaries, so when we're recording, we know when we've gone too far, we know when we want to stop, so there hasn't been a need to do that as of yet, as of mm-hmm. yet, I'm not saying that we never will, but as of yet, we haven't had to do that. Yeah,
0: no, I, as I, said, I think I've had to do it once, I was thinking I was drinking during that episode and uh-huh. I, was, I was like I said it to my editor and he was like mm, are you sh- are you sure are you want to be out I'm like okay maybe not but I think yeah. that's the shame. like I talk about a lot of things that's happened in my past um mm. and there's so much happening now that I just can't talk about because I'm like no it's too fresh mm-hmm. people know who they are mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's hard to kind of keep that balance um What are your thoughts on this whole cancel culture? Now, the other day, I had a bit of an experience, right? Just when we were talking about oversharing, right? And I think
1: I, it was on Twitter. Oh, I think I was in the space. I think I heard. Audrey,
0: (laughs) what was going on? I was like, oh my gosh. Like, do you know? I understood
1: where you were coming from, though. Like, yeah. Mm. do you know
0: what it was yeah I was on cocktails I'm not gonna lie I was on the cocktails and I I had no plans on speaking I was just listening Mm. right? when that person's name got mentioned and I just was like oh like do you know what on reflection I was like to myself okay maybe I shouldn't have said it I just shouldn't have said anything right?" yeah but my question was not like they thought I was dragging her I was like I really wasn't like I not my opinions it was what Mm. I've been told but as maybe I was just maybe I shouldn't have shared it in that space like yeah. But Jesus, people going in on the hashtag. I like, oh, were I they? I this is what
1: I'm saying. Don't look at it's the hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like
0: sometimes people like they want they want a villain, like they want someone oh, yeah. to drag, they want like people really pick apart what you say. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I, I mean as I say, I've learned from it. Me, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm not going <laughs> on I'm not anymore. Everybody
1: just I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Think about that, like what you share and like things that you say. Do you do you think to yourself, oh, let me just save it for my, you know, for the podcast and just kind of like keep myself to myself? Or do you not care? Like, have you got a
1: like backlash before? Um, do you know what? I absolutely do that now. Like I um I'm very, very self-aware. Like I'm very because because I'm very heavily on social media mm-hmm. and really quite invested in like conversations and things that people are saying and all of these things, I'm very aware of like. can get you cancelled and what can't and I'm not I'm not perfect so I don't I I don't know do you know what I mean like but I think I've got a pretty good handle on it and a pretty good idea of like Mm -hmm. what to say and what not to say and I absolutely made a conscious decision to only um share my opinions on my platform because I'm privileged enough to have a platform and so with the podcast I feel like people tune in because they want to hear my opinion. So you can't come and listen to my podcast and be like, well, no one cares what you think because clearly you do because you've made an active choice to come listen. So I mm-hmm. I, I, save all my opinions, all my energy for, for the podcast and it makes just for better content anyway because I just feel like if you're sharing all the time and talking all the time on every platform, giving your opinion left, right and center, it kind of dilutes what you're doing anyway. So I mm-hmm. absolutely made a conscious decision to be like, you know what? I don't want to be that person that's online all the time And not that there's anything wrong with it, but for me, because I do have a podcast and I do have two other people that I need to take into consideration as well. Like I can't, Put myself in a position where I'm talking on Instagram Live, and I'm talking on, you know, and I'm talking on Instagram, and I'm posting videos, I'm doing Reels, and I'm talking on Twitter Spaces, and I'm talking on Club, I'm talking everywhere, talking everywhere, and then accidentally slip up and say something, even if I have the best intentions, it goes left and I get cancelled, and then that potentially affects Holly and Melena. So I would mm. rather just save it, and also yeah. I don't want. The backlash, because like I was saying, with the podcast, people know what they're getting. They know my personality. If you've been listening for ages, you know my banter. You know how I talk. And so you're always going to give me the benefit of the doubt. I feel like sometimes when people are just giving their opinions left, right and center on other platforms, that's that's a more open space. And mm-hmm. that means you're just naturally more vulnerable to criticism because a random person that doesn't follow you that doesn't know you can see mm-hmm. something you said and take it out of context and mis- misconstrue what you're trying to say so mm-hmm. I quite recently actually because there was a point where the blogs were picking up a lot of my tweets So I used to bang Twitter like I used to be on Twitter all the time giving my opinions like talking about everything all the time and then there was a point where the blogs kept on reposting my stuff and I didn't like it because again it just I don't know I guess all the kind of like people come out of the woodworks and start again, giving their opinions and start talking about you personally. And they go on your page and the trolls come out and it was just like, no, this was never meant to be for the blogs. Like I tweeted this, my followers get me, they get my banner. And so Mm -hmm. I stopped using Twitter like that. Um, And now I, and since spaces has become a thing, I'm on Twitter a little bit more now, Mm -hmm. but there was a point where I just wasn't really tweeting as much. And if I was, I'm just retweeting the episodes, tweeting people that use the hashtag and I'm just saying really basic like basic general stuff Mm -hmm. and so yeah I'm very very aware of it because I'm not trying to get cancelled and I care what people think I'm not going to sit up here and act as if like when people attack you or when people misconstrue what you're saying and they get onto you about it it doesn't hurt my feelings like I'm not because Mm -hmm. because of what we do I need an audience to support us without, without supporters without listeners there's no there's ultimately there's no podcast so Mm -hmm. I'm very conscientious about that sort of thing so I don't sit here and and I understand why people just but you know I'm gonna do what I want to do like you guys gonna have to like it or lump it I also absolutely get that attitude but for me personally I I I don't want (laughs) to offend people and I so I just try to be extra careful and extra diligent but um have I gotten backlash not not massively not massively like obviously I can tweet things and then people be like huh what you talking about blah 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 they can get a little bit of like negativity but nothing like nothing yet that I think is cancellable
0: yeah and this is the thing like I feel like online everyone just has an opinion and people really be having you out here questioning your character oh yeah yeah, like like, I just I I feel like people can make mistakes. Doesn't mean they're a bad person, mm. but people really try and make you feel like one. And it's like, okay, everybody needs oh, to calm down. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't get like because again, like you, like I'm not trying to be controversial on purpose. Mm-hmm. But, like I don't. I just I'm just saying my opinion. But as you say, like I just want to save it really for my platform because at mm. the end of the day, people that listen know, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. Trolls are scary i feel like that some people are actually scary i'm like who what who are you who are these people
1: exactly it's scary like they will
0: cuss you like they will they will cuss something you never even thought about they'll just exactly yeah like wow and I, it's, yeah. it's easy to say like don't don't listen don't pay attention but if it's on a public public platform there's only so much you know you can turn your instagram comments off but then they can still dm you Do you okay. know what I mean? yeah, yeah exactly the answer, yeah. ignore then you're ignoring all the dms Mm
1: -hmm. and then you
0: out on the nice one so i don't know it's hard but it's hard culture is a bit much i think it's a bit it's a bit much
1: yeah definitely it's a lot it's a lot it's definitely it's
0: too much um so what advice would you give? Because I don't know if you remember, or you probably don't remember It's so years ago, I think it was like 2019, you were doing an Instagram live and I went live with you and I remember this was like the start of my podcast and I asked you for some advice as a new podcaster. And that one piece of advice that you gave me was that consistency is key. Mm-hmm. now it's taken me a few years to take on that advice Audrey but it's always been in the back of my head yeah I, I always say to people like when people now come to me and ask me for advice I'm like I don't know don't ask me but I'm like consistency is key you mm-hmm. know Audrey told me that yeah, yeah you that. um it's hard to be consistent like it's so hard to be consistent um because I say sometimes I don't know nothing to fucking say. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling good like but I've kind of found like a little pattern that works for me. I have like some episodes banks as well. Right. Um, I don't really talk about hot topics as such. I'm more just yeah. talking about my life experiences so they can be from whenever. Um but how have you girls found like Being consistent because, and you know what, as well, I I just always think to myself, now I'm at a point where I put out my episodes on a Tuesday and I'm like, I have to do it, I have to do it. Because I always think to myself, like, if I woke up on a Wednesday and there was no receipts, I'll be pissed. Mm. So I just try and treat it like that. I'm like, No, how would you feel? How would you feel, Joy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's so true because I feel like, you know, it's the same for your listeners as well. There's no difference, there's literally no difference. The same way. You know, people expect an episode on the Wednesday. They look forward to it. It's the next <coughs> diaries. That, you will be that for someone else. And so I think that for me, and, and you know what? The whole reason I started talking about, like, banging on about consistency so much um, is because I remember when I, I had an old job and every Tuesday there used to be this radio show that used to come on. It was just like a local London radio show. But every Tuesday they were supposed to have this, like, episode where, um, no, it was like a show where people could call in so so the presenter would have a topic and people would call in with their opinions and it got so juicy and it got so heated and and I and it really helped me to get through my Tuesday afternoons at work because it was come on between like three and five so on a Tuesday I'd be like yeah all I've got to do is bang out work have my lunch break then I come back at three and then I can listen to the show and it gets me through my day but it was so inconsistent and it was like like Russian roulette if it was going to be there And the days it was there it was like yay and then other weeks you go and they be it wouldn't be on and there'd be no announcement you just wouldn't know it was very sporadic and Mm -hmm. I remember that feeling of annoyance like how I felt in that moment Mm -hmm. so that's why I pedal that message so hard about consistency because people really do look forward to your content like you'll be so surprised like how embedded it can be in someone's day and Mm so I I genuinely and I also think I mean apart from that I think it does it creates like a um a narrative for yourself you know like And it just makes you be more disciplined and you're accountable when you know that you're committed to this and this is what you do and you've got to put it out. And also it helps you to build your audience, because for me, I eventually stopped tuning into that radio station completely because I was like, you know, this is this is too inconsistent for me. I can't. I need need to find something else. I eventually just found something else that was consistent and I just completely dropped them out. So I feel like it does actually help you to build up your audience. I feel like part of the reason why we've managed to um, be successful is because people know that they can expect it on a Wednesday. So when mm-hmm. they're sharing it with their friends, they can say with confidence, this comes out every Wednesday. And that's how you build your audience as well. Um, knowing that something is there every week makes that, m- means that people are going to be committed to, to checking you out as well. So I think there's definitely so many perks of consistency. It definitely helps you out as a content creator. It's great for your audience. And, um, and yeah, I think it just helps your audience to grow as well
0: yeah no it it definitely works
1: and it really it
0: actually is key because as you Mm. say people lose interest if you're inconsistent people will lose interest absolutely Um, audrey you have achieved so much over the years right Mm -hmm. and i'm just talking career-wise um what has been your proudest moment i'll just quickly share with you my proudest moment of the receipts i can't remember what year this was but i remember when you guys had your um poster on the underground mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god I don't know like, I was again I was like a proud mum sister I was just like oh my god I was telling my sister I was like, oh my god the receipt got a poster on the tube mm. like I was like wow like that is amazing and it, since then you've done so much more but mm. what what has been the most like yeah what has been your proudest moment
1: um, I think, like, the billboards as well. I think that's, like, a very standout moment because it's such a physical thing, do you know what I mean? And it was, like, it was literally, it was hit, it was big figurative, figuratively and it was big quite literally as mm-hmm. well. And it was so weird to, like, I, I was, like, a you know, on public transport, I was, like, a public public transport merchant for years and years. So mm-hmm. seeing, like, my face blown up at stations that I use daily, was the weirdest most surrealist thing um so yeah definitely the billboards is up there I think what else is there there's been so many milestone moments I think maybe the first time like we did a live show as well because like that was a massive achievement for me so I never in a million years thought I'd be doing anything of a sort so first live show billboards and most recently like and actually do you know what I will say the first time we got to do our spin-off show with the BBC, mm-hmm. um, because obviously we do what we do and it's nice to be recognised, but I feel like when huge corporations like that recognise like your power, it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 nice to be recognised. And so when they reached out to us to do the spin-off show, that was amazing. Like being affiliated with the BBC, it was, you know, it was amazing. So yeah, so those those three things, those two things for me, three things, yeah, three things, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so much. And I think, like, you guys have done so much. Um, Audrey, can I please, please get, and and it, it's not, but I need a, this episode is brought to you by Spotify. Just It wouldn't be right if you didn't do that. Oh, yeah,
1: of course. This episode is brought to you by Spotify.
0: <laughs> we pray, one day. Amen,
1: go. I claim it for know. you.
0: And also, Audrey, who is Brent?
1: Brent okay okay so Brent is basically yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: Um, no that's a great question Brent is basically the guy who owns the studio that we record at and it's the same studio that a lot of people record at. and he's amazing so he's an engineer as well so he owns the studio he's an engineer so he does a lot of he edits the podcast now Tolly used to do it but now Brent does it and he's just such an amazing guy like we stand Brent so yeah that's who Brent is hello Brent if you're listening hello and he's hot by the way he's hot he's like 6'3 is, he is he single does
0: he like single. short belly blind girls is that his I thing? think
1: he would be open minded like-, really. like he is single as far as I'm aware and yeah he's pretty hot stuff
0: okay so maybe I need to get to the studio that's that's what we need to do
1: you know, you've got the perfect excuse to meet him you could just say that you need to book a session there and Bob's your uncle yeah a personal private session yeah yeah exactly Audrey it's nearly
0: time for me to let you go but as my listeners will know you don't know because you've not been on here before but <laughs> I'd like to get everybody a small gift to say thank you for giving me your time um so I know that you like wine just like me so I've got you a personalized wine glass
1: oh thank you my love I really appreciate I love personalized stuff by the way that's like my thing.
0: <laughs> i was going. i wanted to get you two things because i love you um and so i thought okay I'll get you a, a wine glass because he doesn't like a wine glass um with your name on it and i was like okay i don't know what else can like what can i get audrey so i decided on and i'll open it to show you but i got you a scrapbook so that you can keep your receipts oh my god that is I've sick i've started it off for you so i've got a picture of oh, the book. I love that. And um, there's a message in there. I've got this picture from when you started wow. off. Wow, yes. um, Oh, we've got when you guys were on
1: One Extra. See, oh, I love that for us. Yes, yes, this is amazing. Um, I've got uh, this one as
0: well. Oh yeah, we well, get the players. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, TV. and then I put this one because this was the live show that I went to. Oh yeah. I remember. I wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we took a really I took a really bad picture. I'd never posted that picture because I looked awful. I looked like Stevie Wonder. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> where I <was laughs> the camera. I didn't know if I know. But also, I am I am coming to the live show in oh, June. Oh amazing. Hopefully you can.
1: Uh, because oh, I yeah 100 we'll get a much cuter picture that we can post <laughs> and flex on the gram but thank you so much those gifts are so thoughtful the, the scrapbook is amazing i i don't have anything like that so i'm definitely going to make sure that i fill it up and use it properly so thank you so much you did not have to do that i appreciate that a lot i really do you're welcome i
0: think it's like i think it's nice to kind of like because we all have pictures on instagram and stuff Mm. but i really like a printed picture like oh yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: um but yeah i'm I'm really glad that you like it i love it
1: tell
0: everyone where they can find you they probably know who you are but just for those (laughs) that may not
1: where they can find instagram twitter Absolutely, so my Instagram is a mess because I don't have the same handle for both things but we're working on that but my Instagram is just underscore call me Audrey and my Twitter is Audrey the Finest Um, so you can catch me on both of those platforms and you can also catch the receipts podcast every Wednesday at 12am without fail so that's where you can find me Mm -hmm. They are consistent, okay? (laughs) Every
0: Wednesday is there Audrey, I just want to finish off before I do my little outro by Mm -hmm. saying I've kept it together this whole podcast but thank you so much for coming on you honestly have been my dream guest from when I started the receipts really inspired me to actually start because I finally felt like okay there are women out there that are just similar to me they are just your average normal girls like and they were just telling their life stories. And so thank you so much. I hope that you know the impact that you girls have had. I know that you get emails and stuff a lot. I know you do your live shows, so you probably meet your listeners. But we really do love you. Like, we really do. And we are here and we will support you forever. You ain't getting cancelled
1: by me, babes. Never. Amen. I claim it. Thank you so much, sis. Like, honestly, I really appreciate that. And, um, no, it's so nice hearing that because it makes it all... I mean we love doing it but it just makes it that much sweeter knowing that people get so much joy from it and that's what I'm all about I'm just all about spreading joy and making people laugh having a good time everything doesn't have to be doom and gloom everything doesn't have to be woke everything doesn't have to be sad like there's always like joy in everything and there's you know the importance of laughter like that's really really what I'm big on so mm-hmm. thank you for the support honestly like you've been so supportive from day one and I'm so so glad that I finally was able to do this this has been like a conversation for so long and it finally happened so thank you thank you for having me and you know best of luck with the podcast like honestly you're a natural at this by the way so thank you. you've got this that you really have
0: I feel like all things come to those who wait. And I and I actually feel like now is the right time, you know, yeah, like indeed. now is the right time. Um guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I certainly have. Um remember to follow your dreams and follow me on Instagram at Joy's World the Podcast, follow me on Twitter at JoyXOXO. Email me if you're a hot guy or a hot girl or Brent. Joys Podcast <laughs> at hotgirl.com. Remember to stay happy and live your best life always.